Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I'm your host, Katie, and I am joined by my awesome husband, Otis. Hello. And our dear friend, Greg. You're muted. Ah! As I was saying, it took me two and a half years, but I finally know the Zoom ID by heart. And we will be reviewing a new Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back and enjoy episode 12, Fat Man. So after checking out a little bit of info about this movie for the uninitiated, this is a different view on Santa Claus. Usually Santa Claus is happy and jolly. There have been very popular movies where you get the job by killing the older santa claus (laughs) there are some that he goes to court to prove he's actually santa claus well this is another in a long list of pretty cool ideas with santa claus this one is what if santa was kind of a bit disillusioned with the world and kids and someone tried to sneak up on him and swing on his ass so it's this is a fun situation i really had a good time with it but Katie, what did you think about Fat Man? I really like this movie. As much as I don't want to like it because of Mel Gibson, I like really liked this film. Like I'm probably going to watch this every year because it was that good. I, you know me, you know, I love like gratuitous action. Like this is, was right up my alley. And the fact that it's a Christmas movie with gratuitous action, uh, kind of a la Die Hard, but more this is more Christmas centric because it's literally Santa and like his elves and shit. Like this was just fantastic. Greg, what about you? I enjoyed the premise more so than the execution, but don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed it. Um, Could have used more action, but that's okay because I'm someone who enjoys a slow burn, but you have to be careful with slow burns because you have to keep it consistently intriguing while there's down periods. And that didn't necessarily happen in this film to me. A um, couple of scenes here and there, not too many, but a couple of scenes here and there were either seemed completely pointless, five seconds of whatever, or kind of just oddly placed. And it seems like I'm very critical of this, but at the same time, I still, I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, this this was fun. This pulls into the new, not even new anymore, quotation mark, new genre of films or stories where you 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 pit an old character against the odds. Someone that's retired or just tired with the world, worn out, and they have to get back into the swing of things. And they use Santa Claus. And like I said, this Santa Claus is tired and very very sad about how the world's going right now. I, I thought it was a really cool idea. I, I get what Greg was saying. This movie felt like an independent film and they didn't have all the money to do what they want it with it. They filmed this film in four days. Holy shit. So they got busy. If I remember right, I want to say it's four days, close to a week. I know the fight scene at the end, I believe that was like, that was probably a couple of days. two to three days, and it was like below freezing outside when they were doing it. <laughs> yep. So it's, it, I don't know. It it was a really cool idea, and 
this is kind of up my alley. Weird shit like this, you know, Santa Claus shooting guns and fighting people. Like that's pretty cool, you know? So it's a weird one. So with this film saying, going off the fact that I said that it felt like an independent film, there's not that many characters in this movie. So we got Mel Gibson as Chris Kringle and we have Walton Goggins. So if you listen to a ton of the Quentin Tarantino reviews the newer movies he pops up a lot in them now i think he's slowly becoming a favorite of quentin tarantino but in the hateful eight he was the sheriff that was going into red rock he was going to be the new sheriff but then the snowstorm waylaid him and then there were talks that he actually wasn't the new sheriff maybe he was lying and so it was a really cool situation with him and he actually becomes a good guy at the end. I guess he's a good guy. <laughs> a lot of people had bullets in their dicks, and he was bleeding out too, so I guess he was good-ish. And then uh, Marianne Jean-Baptiste, that name is very familiar. I have, I know I've seen her in some BBC show. Uh, she's English as fuck, and she is Ruth Kringle. So I don't know if you've seen a movie with a, um, what's the word? black and white like a relationship like interracial yeah interracial interracial don't <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> man an interracial relationship forgets the word interrelate interracial relationship because i'm used to it i don't need to know the word i live that shit every day <laughs> that shit that shit we doing living yeah yeah <laughs> but i don't i can't think of another Mrs. Claus is her name usually Ruth I thought it was no it's definitely not they never most versions of Santa shows don't even bother giving her a name she's just Mrs. Claus for some reason I want to say Martha but that's definitely George Washington's wife I think yes that is (laughs) Martha Washington Martha Claus (laughs) it sounds like her name would be or Susie you know some older older white lady name but Susie. I think there's a version. I don't can't think of the movie right now, but I want to say some movie. Her name is Eleanor. Ooh. But probably that claymation one. I can't remember. I, I, think I bet she has a name. I, no, they just called her Mrs. Claus in that for sure. Oh, I thought they showed when they first met. I thought he was like young before he got the Santa Claus job. Hell, I don't know. I haven't seen that claymation version in a long time. But I found a really cool situation with this movie. So executive producers for this movie tell me if you if you heard these names before we have david gordon green no no (laughs) katie shrugged her shoulders and then we have my boy danny mcbride oh i know him they made three films recently they made the new halloween movies and so this was another idea in their head well, they helped make this, push this idea ahead. But yeah, I thought that was really cool. Apparently, they team up with a lot of ideas. And so they saw this idea for Santa Claus fighting people. Well, not a lot of people, but just getting into a fight. This was made in 2006. And they've been shopping around trying to get this made into a movie since then. And so finally, they picked up Mel Gibson ooh, as the lead character. And then everything fell into place afterward. So... Uh, we'll get through this movie. It's pretty dang quick. We saw it on Peacock and it's, it's 100 minutes long. And it felt 
I don't know. It felt a little thin in spots. Like I get what Greg was saying. Like some scenes just kind of just happened. And I was like, okay, okay. Like I said, if I would, I wouldn't mind another one if they wanted to do fat man too. And it's just him dealing with something else. Maybe the, I assume there's tons of kids in this world that are very mad at Santa. And he says that, yeah, he, he brings up the fact that you ain't the first one to try to swing on me, bud. Like, <laughs> you ain't the first. You won't be the last, bitch. So it, it's a thing. It's a thing. People find where he lives and tries to beat him up. <laughs> he kicks their ass. So I thought it was cool. So the movie, we start this film with Billy. What's his last name? Wiener kid. That's... Well, it's actually Wiener, so pretty close. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, Wiener. <laughs> uh, he probably got beat up. Hey, Hey, wiener boy. That was the very first thing I thought when they introduced his name. He was like, this is Billy Weeman. Oh, that's, he got made fun of a lot. Yeah, but he's rich. He was for sure Billy And he wiener. knows an assassin, so he probably. Yeah, but them little kids at school don't know he knows an assassin. Yeah, he probably called them and booped up their house. You can assume <laughs> that all the other kids are also rich because yeah. that was for sure a private school. Yeah, but they don't know an assassin. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. So we start with Billy and instantly you can tell that Billy is not a good kid. He is. Billy a, is not all right. He is a piece of shit. And we see little by little that he's very manipulative. His grandma's maids and stuff around the house uh, he's got them calling him what mr weenan and he has all the maids do things for him and you know he he looks nice and happy in front of his grandma but then the second she goes to bed uh he starts yelling at them and telling them to get the hell out and stuff like that so yeah then then we pass over to santa well it's santa they don't say his name at first but it's santa claus it's Mel Gibson, and he's looking old and crazy with his beard, and he's out shooting cans with his gun. <laughs> and his wife Ruth, she pops up, and she's she's like, "Oh, you're working on targets." He's like, "Yeah, I finished my quota for today. The numbers are kind of light this year, but you know, we've had worse, and we'll get back up to that point." So, this is a world where santa is known to the masses they santa is real in this world and he gives out kids toys to kids but apparently and i think that's i think this is the issue there's not enough good kids so work is light for him and then i think the kids that don't get toys are like fuck santa well so, he's not really known to the world he's known by the u.s government well, no the governments of the world i just checked it out again just to be sure on the radio, someone says, I don't think Santa's helping with this situation because kids are throwing bowling balls off of freeways and stuff. Oh. So it seems like they know he's real. No, see, when they said that, I took it as like, you know, when you're kids or when you're dealing with kids and you're like, oh, if you do something bad, like Santa's going to know about it. You're going to get fucked and not get any presents. I think that's what they meant. Like okay. the, the pressure of being good so that you get presents from Santa doesn't matter to kids anymore and they're still acting fucking wild. Yeah. I think that's what the radio, yeah. that's what I understood the radio guy to mean. Yeah. So it, I don't necessarily think everyone knows that Santa exists, but the US government definitely does because they're paying him money. Yeah. That's and, why everyone else in town knows him as Chris, but they don't know he's actually Chris Kringle. Okay. Yeah. I just, it, it seems like it's not that hard of a secret to find out. <laughs> but, you know, so yeah santa claus he's having some hard times trying to make his quotas and do stuff like that and he's got elves to take care of and it's like elf yeah <laughs> there was no christmas cheer so the sleigh couldn't slide yeah 
So after that, we meet up with Skinny Man. His name is Jonathan Miller, but in the credits is Skinny Man. And he has has this like lifelong mission to find Santa. And he pays people for toys that have actually been made by Santa Claus because he didn't get one as a kid. And we see later the reasoning behind that. But he is been looking for Santa Claus so he can whip his ass because <laughs> Santa Claus let him down. You know, he didn't he didn't get toys. So he's like, just like Riley in the boondocks. He's like, he's coming for that ass. <laughs> Riley moves in the rims. <laughs> so we meet back up with Billy. So they show all the players in this movie. We meet back up with Billy. He's getting ready for the science fair and he's got what four or five ribbons already on his nice little suit and his grandma's like sorry billy your your dad's not coming home this christmas and you know he's not going to see you at the science fair your dad sucks yeah yeah (laughs) and she's like i'm old and infirm so i'm not going to be at science fair either but go win us a ribbon because that's what winners do and he's like okay grandma yeah and he He didn't even send like a maid to take a video of it like come on yeah yeah, just, just let him go into the world. Well, she assumed he'd win. <laughs> so at the science fair, we see that Billy has a pretty legit situation, I assume, because he's pr- known to pay people off to do things. I assume someone probably made this for him. But that's just my headcanon, because he's not a good person to begin with. But he might be smart. But, you know. <laughs> probably not. And unfortunately, he loses the science fair to Christine. This is the fourth year. It was going to be five. He couldn't run it back and instantly he gets back to his not limo but just his vehicle and he talks to the driver he's like well call our friend i got some more work for him and we see that instantly he's like this bitch needs to get snatched up so we see skinny man on a mission sneaks into a house eats food out of the fridge and then just shoots people while they're in bed sleeping i was like my god (laughs) He gets the info from Billy and heads to Christine's house and they, well, he kidnaps the fuck out of her and she wakes up in the basement of Billy's place and he has like, what, a car battery and fucking jumper Jumper cables cables. and he's telling her he's going to shock the fuck out of her unless she tells everybody that she cheated at the science fair and she wants to give back the ribbon and all this stuff. I was like, he's doing all of this just to get a ribbon. I'm like, this dude is insane. He's trying to catch his father's attention. Yes. As we've learned from many, many movies, this is what children do. They act out because they're seeking approval from the absent parent. Yeah. (laughs) He's out here about to give a fellow classmate zip zaps because he wants a ribbon. Seemingly his only friend, too. Like, she was the only one who was like, Uh, hi, Billy. Have a good Christmas. Yeah, she didn't. She was the only one. She didn't even say it in a weird way. Like, she... Like, if someone's a dick, you know they're a dick. She didn't even talk to him like he was a dick. So maybe he's hiding the fact that he's that asshole to people. Because the teachers didn't talk to him crazy. They they just thought he was really smart. So he's actually really insane. He's hiding all his craziness. The the rich and powerful (laughs) have a tendency to do that. Yeah. So there's so many more layers. When I like actually talk about it and think about this, I'm like, Billy's actually insane. So we go back to Santa Claus. And he's waiting on his check, his income from the United States government. So the government knows about Santa Claus and they've kind of had this nice little relationship with him with building toys and 
building items for them. And so uh, actually they have like, what is like a share in his business, something like that. Like they help him out so he can continue to make toys for kids. But then just like any business, it's a a subsidy to boost consumerism in the United States because Christmas makes billions. They say trillions, trillions. Yeah. So, So the more money that they put in or the more stuff that Santa is able to accomplish and like ask, get kids to ask for the more their parents shell out money. So, yeah, it's like it's a win win for everybody. Yeah. So around around this time we see that they propose a contract for Santa and his elves. And Santa's like, no, because he understands once you say yes once, then they'll just kind of hold it over your head, especially if you do a good job at it. He he instantly knows what they're going to do. But then I don't understand what they were doing, threatening him. But they were like, I mean, if you don't make your money this time, you're just going to end up in the same place and you're going to have to say yes at some point. And he like looks at this, like, I don't know, 21 year old guy that said it to him. And it's like, fucking Santa Claus, are you threatening <laughs> threatening my livelihood? Like, I'm here to give kids joy and shit. It's crazy. They were talking to him like that. But it's just like any business that wants to buy a smaller company. And it's like, hey, man, here's the offer. Unless you just want to suffer and fall apart. It's up to you. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> but that's I, I love ah, just so many metaphors and just layers to it but he says yes so santa and his elves are going to be producing components for a new fighter jet for the u.s military two months they're going to get a ton of money and santa says that they're just going to get this going and they're done and then they'll just see how next year goes and hopefully more kids pop up and they can build some toys and do stuff like that so the military comes in and they start setting stuff up around uh, i think actually a little before the deal christmas happens so this movie is actually a little after christmas so he goes off and delivers the presents and ruth she goes through the book so it's funny they've done this so many years that i assume she has powers to know kids are good or naughty because she looks at the book and she's like, well, I should check it one more time. He's like, you're good. You're good. And he grabs the book from her. So she's the one that checks the book and stuff. Well, it's been probably centuries. So, and he hops into the sleigh and he scoots off. And then we catch him as he's heading back in. We see that he was shot at, <laughs> which would absolutely be a thing that happens in our world. If you see something flying by some podunk person is probably going to take a shot at it because that's what you do, especially if these people have an idea that Santa might be real, they're like, oh shit, it's Santa. Give me my rifle. <laughs> I want to shoot him. I don't know why they want to shoot him, but why do people break stuff for no reason? So I guess it's fun to do. And he makes it to bed. He's happy. So we catch Billy. He's opening up his presents and he finds his present from Santa Claus. He opens it up. <laughs> his face is pissed off. He runs outside and we see that is a lump of coal. So Santa knows that Billy's a bad child. He helped kidnap a, a kid <laughs> and threaten the kid's life. And Billy screams to the sky. Tell him what? He, he vows revenge on I'll Santa. get you, fat man! <laughs> right? It's like Black Dynamite. He's like, you done fucked up now. <laughs> so 
he calls Skinny Man and he tells him, I got a mission for you. And he's like, what? Who, who am I killing? He's like, Santa Claus. He's like, oh, seriously? He's like, yes, I need you to kill this son of a bitch. Like, no one gives me a lump of coal. <laughs> so Skinny Man, this is kind of playing into what he been wanting to do for a long time, honestly. So he starts investigating Santa Claus. And it's funny. I don't know who he calls the first time. I guess it was just information on the phone. And she was, he asked the lady, uh, could you contact me with Chris Kringle? And she just instantly hangs up because she probably hears that all the time. And so mm-hmm. he's pissed off. But he finally puts pieces together because, like I said, it doesn't it takes him a while. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it's a legit super secret because he was able to really find it after what a couple of weeks maybe he took him a while yeah well he had a good idea where he would kind of be well yeah the north pole everyone knows where he is at well he lives in north peak so i I assume north pole like but yeah but yeah yeah (laughs) the mail stop closest to the north pole the actual north pole yeah somewhere near there so after a couple of attempts to actually kill him uh, he makes it to the town and he's staking out like the bar in town and he sees him pop up and he's like, oh shit, that's Santa. And he pulls out his fucking like just Kennedy killer rifle and he's about to blow his head away. But then things got in the way and he's like, man, he's just going to snipe him from a distance and just be done with it. So he's trying to find his address and he finally gets to that point. So at this spot in the movie, we go into the workshop and they make, no, it was always underground. So, so the underground workshop with all the elves and we see that the head elf in charge is Elf Seven, is his name. And one of the commanders, the army commander, asks him, he's like, why are you named Seven? He's like, it's easier, just protocol-wise. To We're just, all numbered. Yeah, numbers are way easier than names and stuff like that. And he's like, where are the other, where's one through six? He's like, yeah, we don't reissue numbers. It, that, that would be unethical. And we've been at this a long time. He's like, oh. they. They should have named him Six because that man looks like John Quincy Adams. <laughs> That's probably what they were going for, like make him look old, but not old. Like, yeah, he looked like he's been around for a very long time. <laughs> so, yeah, El- uh, Elf's Seven. He- Seven's awesome in this mm-hmm. movie. And the commander, he's staying there. There's always like two soldiers in the workshop at all times to make sure that the elves don't fuck stuff up i guess and they have them take their little bells off their shoes because there's metal detectors now they got to make sure the elves aren't stealing pieces from the jets which what the hell is an elf going to do with a jet they could probably make it before what the fuck do they care about why would they care they could make a a jet before they could probably teleport why did it need a jet but anyway (laughs) we we see that they work 24 hours a day and well they sleep like every what i think he said Every like four hours, they sleep for like 15 minutes, I think. Mm -hmm. These little micro sleeps. And just like an elf, their diet consists of sweets of different forms. Yeah. And the guy, the commander's like, but I'm sure you would be much better off if you had like a healthy diet, you know, meat, fruit, vegetables. And the elf was just like, We've been eating like this for hundreds of years. I'm older than your whole crew put together. (laughs) Like, mic drop. Fucking seven with the mic drop. He was like, you don't tell me how to do my job and I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, okay? (laughs) Yeah, but it's pretty funny. They don't eat normal 
I guess because no one's watching them, they eat like they're animals, and, and it, they eat super fast. Yeah, they just munching shit. Down. They're eating for efficiency. They eat like Terrell. Yeah, <laughs> not as much chewing. <laughs> just get the food into your body, just like a duck. Yeah, yeah he ate like a duck. Never yeah. chewed enough. Yeah, and it's all for them. It's like marshmallows and peppermints and like graham crackers and chocolate. Like there was like it was like it's it's literally uh buddy the elf's like spaghetti from the yeah. beginning with the like crumpled <laughs> pop tarts and shit on top of it but without the spaghetti that's just a mountain of junk food there was a salt shaker and it was he shook it sugar and it was sprinkles oh yeah yeah <laughs> and he turned it all the way over just gave himself all the sprinkles I'm like why even have it in a container like that because <laughs> he just dumped it all over it it's like i said this world is weird because there's magic the magic in their face they're elves but then it's against realisticness. Like, like I said, this movie, it, it's a shame. It's a shame. They need to make another one. I would love to see more of this world. So around this time, Skinny Man, he actually finds the farm. He follows Chris home in his red truck, old shitty truck. And he sneaks up on all the army guards. So he went to a, what, like an outfitter, like hunting store. Mm-hmm. Gets himself a sweet ass white jacket. And he gets like this like hidden blade that's on his knee, which is absolutely legit. But I don't know why you would have a new knife except for later in this movie. But it was really cool. And Skinny Man's ready to go. He sneaks up on all the army guards. And just like any video game where you have to sneak onto a compound and kill people, he starts at one end and makes his way all the way around and takes out all of the outside guards. And then he sneaks into the workshop. And he starts setting up bombs because he's going to blow this place the fuck up because he's hoping that Santa is down here somewhere because it's assumed that his his like like office is probably in the workshop somewhere. So he's like, I'll just set up all these bombs and blow this place the fuck up. I have no need to see Santa Claus up close. You know, he's like, I'll raid his house later. So one of the elves grabs one of his bombs and he's like oh are you with uh what was it uh commander jacobs or captain jacobs and he's like yeah yeah i'm with captain jacobs uh mr elf i'm gonna need you to put down that uh that technology you're holding right there and the elf just like a pimp looks at him and just disables the thing just rips his bomb apart he's like don't talk to me like that <laughs> right bitch you're in my house <laughs> and then skinny man realizes like these elves are gonna fuck this plane up he starts shooting the elves scuttle off instantly really quick so there are a couple of soldiers in the workshop they get destroyed because they they're probably not the strongest of soldiers or shooters it's probably the people that are like hey man it's gonna be a cushy job you're gonna be just watching over elves so you know you probably eat a lot of sugar you're good unfortunately those are not the ones you want as security because one man tears this place apart and Commander Jacobs gets a couple of bullets in his body. And Seven, he's able to get all the elves out. And they actually, I guess they go further into the workshop and lock this off. So they have all these like plans in in order just in case something goes down, which is really smart. And Commander Jacobs, he actually limps his way out of the workshop. Around this point, Seven, he actually calls Santa on the... Uh, some old school like two-way radio and tells him like hey hey we need we need help and santa's like give me my guns (laughs) he puts on his jacket and he wobbles his way down to the workshop 
So we see Skinny Man leaves the workshop and he sets off the bombs. And boy, howdy, the workshop, well, the entrance explodes and he goes down. So it's like, oh man. And then they see each other and Skinny Man's like, oh shit, it's Santa. And instantly Santa looks at him for a couple of seconds and then he's like, Jonathan Miller. And he's like, it's it's funny because that's his power. He can just see see who you are i guess it, he has a look directly at you katie had a question he's like why didn't he sense that something bad was happening at his place and i'm like maybe he has to put eyes on you and then he can well, tell you're doing bad well i don't think that it's my question wasn't necessarily his connection to jonathan and knowing that jonathan is doing bad but he has to have some sort of connection with the elves right you would think like he th- that's what i feel like he should have known and a big loss like I assume he'd be able to feel the presence of all the soldiers, like just oh, kind of away. like the the aura of the soldiers around the place, and then the fact that they're all gone. I felt I feel like Santa would have felt that at least happening. Like, yeah, it's really weird. So at this point, Skinny Man he brings up, he's like, "Nah, man, you weren't there for me when I was a kid. When all I got for Christmas." cigarette burns on my skin from my shitty ass parents he's like why don't i get a toy he's like hey man uh actually he said why didn't you grant my wish he's like i can't replace parents dude i'm sorry i'm sorry i couldn't have been there for you and i was like oh man it's not within his powers <laughs> yeah it's it's cool that santa instantly knows oh these were the toys he would have got or i couldn't answer that wish for that year or that year he's like i can't replace your, your parents bro i'm sorry and Skinny Man's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Santa's like, you're not the first one to try this, bud. He's like, let's go. <laughs> and they have themselves a shootout. And it's pretty cool. Uh, Santa, an older guy, but he has a pretty good shot. He takes a bullet in his side. And he actually shoots Skinny Man, too. He sneaks up on him. And they start swinging on each other. We saw earlier in the movie that his body does heal. But it takes longer. Kind of like in, I don't know, Logan. Like, yeah, like he has a healing factor. Probably when he was young, it probably healed instantly because he's fucking magic. You but know? also like Mel Gibson got kind of jacked for this. Yes. His arms were ginormous. He had like Chris Hemsworth arms at the beginning of this film. He was like doing some shit. <laughs> he was like doing some shit in the barn and he had just like this short sleeve shirt on and he was doing i don't remember what oh, he was. was punching a, a punching bag oh no it was before that it was before he was punching. oh punch he was bag. doing the hand crunchy thing he, yeah he was like flexing his hand muscles and his fucking forearms were the size of like those mini heineken kegs like they were ginormous yeah so we see in the movie that santa is super strong and he can heal because he took a bullet to the side earlier and Mm -hmm. he was still kind of grunting and walking a little funny but like i said over the years it kind of seems like it's a well ruth says that it it's it's tied to him being well i think it's what kids happiness and just him wanting to make them happy that's what keeps him young and youthful Mm -hmm. so it makes sense that he's all busted and beat it up because like kids aren't as keen on him (laughs) not like back in the day so he's he's getting there so they scrap on the ground he punches skinny man a couple of times i'm like yeah you about to go to slump city bud and then skinny man unsheaves his like hidden blade kneecap knife and stabs fat man in the back multiple times and the blade goes through his chest and then fat man goes down 
and he's slowly crawling away. Skinny man grabs a gun and shoots him in the head through the eye. And like he died. I was like, oh, damn, he died. Okay. And then skinny man takes a bullet to the back. Ruth's got a gun and she scuttles off. (laughs) She takes a bullet. And so skinny man follows the blood trail inside of Santa's home. And then she pulls a sneaky on him. So she makes her blood look like she's going into the closet. But then she just like scuttles to behind the door. And so she slowly pushes the door closed. And then she's like, I'm sorry. And blows Jonathan away with an old timey gun. Just peels his cap back. Yep. And then seven, he comes out. All the elves are safe. They go to Chris's aid, Santa Claus's aid. And Ruth goes down to where he's laying and lifts his head up. And she's like, come on, Chris, wake up. And he wakes up. He starts breathing. So, yeah, Santa's magic. You can't just kill him with a gun. <laughs> it, it Like, right when he died, I was like, okay, something's going to happen with this. You can't just kill Santa Claus. Not, not in that way. Uh, but, yeah, he doesn't die. And so we see Santa. He gets bandaged up. And he takes a trip to Billy's house. So Ruth and Santa sit down with Billy and he tells them that he's going to pay a lot more trips to a lot of these bad kids in the world because they need to get some talking to, you know, and he wants to just warn them that if anything happens to your grandma, anything happens to any kids in school, if you do anything wrong, I will be back. And I'm going to snatch you out of bed while you're asleep and no one will know that you are gone. I'm like, oh, my God, Santa's scary. And then he takes the bandage off of his healing eye and he says, because I got my eye on you. And they kind of show it. And it's just dark, bloody gore eye hole. And he's like, I'm watching you. And Billy's like, oh, my bad. (laughs) And so we go back to Santa's farm and they're going to build back up the workshop and they feel a lot better about how things are going i guess chris after getting assaulted and beat up and killed he feels a little bit better about the world earlier in the movie ruth shows him all these pictures from kids that said thank you for uh, one kid said thank you for the fire truck you know and then later they became a a fucking firefighter and uh, and then that makes him feel better he's like okay i am doing a good thing there are a lot of shitty kids in the world but i'm doing a good thing out there so that's Fat Man. A lot of people died. So Katie, who's your favorite character in Fat Man? That is Ruth. Mrs. Claus, she was a badass. She supported her husband through all of these hard times that he was dealing with. And she came in like a fucking savage at the end and blew that dude away. Just absolutely beautiful. And like the relief, the not even relief, the happiness I felt at seeing Santa in an interracial couple was like just pure joy. (laughs) Just pure joy on my face. Like we never see that. Um, Even when we see Santa not white, we see he's always in a same race couple. And I loved the fact that he was in an interracial couple in this. I was like, oh, that's like me. (laughs) (laughs) Greg. Oh, goodness. Um, you know you felt the same? Yeah. Uh, question. Um, I guess this was released 2020, so this is 
post a lot of his controversies, I suppose. Uh, I know back in, what was it? I forgot when the first time he started yelling about Jewish people. It was earlier, way back in the day. It was like mid-2000s. Yeah, I thought. And then he had another situation pop up. Hmm. I just wonder if there was any motivation, any of that motivated the choice of wife for the film. I wouldn't be surprised. Not to be cynical. I just it just makes me wonder. Oh I yeah. But anyway. Um <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely Ruth for me. I this is the second straight film we've done together where the I think second straight film where the supportive wife despite it all is is my favorite character and he's clearly going through an identity crisis throughout this and the entirety of this film and she is persistent and headstrong and getting him through that reminding him who he is and and of his of his importance and getting him back to the Kris Kringle that she knows and loves and brings the brings joy all around the world um absolutely love that and absolutely love that she kills the villain. Yeah. <laughs> In a gruesome way. Speaking of which, Skinny Man must have been in some sort of groggy state to, to not immediately turn around when that door is slowly creaking. He had some time. He had some time he could have turned around. And he, <laughs> he did not, but uh, sucks to suck. Ruth all the way. So... Yeah, no shit, Ruth. Ruth is awesome. But I'm going with seven. So Santa's foreman in the workshop. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Just all those scenes where they explain that just how elves work. And it's funny, Captain Jacobs was doing all the questions that everybody else wanted to say, but they're not in the movie. And I love he was like, Yeah, what about like meat, vegetables, carbohydrates? <laughs> he like you'll work hard. He's like, nah, bro. No, candy. Candy keeps us moving. Like, oh, okay. Okay, that's really weird, I guess. Uh, I wish there were more scenes with Seven. I think it'd be really funny, but yeah, it was it was really cool to see the elves and stuff like that. So Good on him to alert Santa when he had the chance to just... The commander had, you know, basically shot at the, you know, shot up the place to where he could get out of there, and he had the opportunity to turn back and like, no, let me get Chris on the phone and let him know what's going on down here. Yeah, I mean, think of it like, I don't know, like in wrestling, man. You get your ass kicked. He's like, if we can get word to Stone Cold, if he can come out here, he can stun everybody. We'll be fine. You know, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's it's Santa. As long as we can get Santa here, we'll be fine. So, but yeah. Uh, oh, Katie's got something. What do you got? So his derogatory comments about Jews happened in 2006. He was arrested for a DUI and was hella fucked up drunk and said some horrible shit about Jews to the arresting officer. Um, And then in 2010, he said the N-word a bunch of times in a derogatory manner um, and was also in trouble for domestic violence. Like he had a related domestic violence charge against him. And then in 2014, Robert Downey Jr. suggested that we should forgive Mel Gibson because he's paid his dues and whatever the fuck. (laughs) 
and in 2016 the thought of him being blacklisted and his career just being in the shitter kind of started to go away when he made hacksaw ridge and that shit got all the awards because it was a fucking great movie good movie (laughs) and then this movie (laughs) yeah so i i mean that's how it works just stay quiet like, dang, I did a, wild, a lot of wild shit. Let me just sit in this, <laughs> in this closet for a little bit. <laughs> That's how it works in our world. So, so Katie, who is your least favorite character and why is it Billy? <laughs> <laughs> Billy was a little bitch. I, like, God, that kid just needed to get his fucking ass wrecked by yeah. a couple of kids at school. Like, clearly that kid's never had his ass beat. And he needed it. That grandma needed to take him over her knee and just whoop the shit out of him. God, that kid was an asshole. Stealing checks. And then when his grandma find out, found out about it, he was going to like gonna kill, kill her. her. <laughs> he was going to kill her with fucking fentanyl. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? I like that's his first step. Oh, grandma knows I'm somebody's stealing money from it. Well, that bitch got to (laughs) go. Right? Not even like, oh, sorry, grandma. I had to pay such and such or I had to buy this and it was your Christmas present or some bullshit excuse. No, immediately to murder. Fuck that kid. Fuck Billy. Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, You know, I could easily pick him and I should (laughs) pick him and I usually would pick him. And in fact, without even watching this film, when I read the plot, which basically said a 12-year-old kid hires a hitman to murder Santa, I already said, I hate that kid. (laughs) Not even watching the film. And then the film starts and you just see him in his his whole getup, in his presentation. And I hated him even more. They just confirmed him. Like, I hate this kid. I don't even know what's about to go go down, but I know I hate this kid. And then everything else further confirms it. But I'm not going to pick him. I'm actually going to pick. I also could pick the military for being just awful, awful soldiers. They're terrible. Yeah. Um, I could also pick them. But I'm going to pick whatever school official was on the phone with Skinny Man (laughs) and gave up that. What's her name? What's her name? Christine. Christine's information i literally leaned over to otis and i was like that would never happen you are not allowed to give out children's information ever exactly you can't that is illegal you cannot do that no cannot do that cool it just oh (laughs) it just bugged me so much like oh your newspaper okay that makes it okay here's your public info here here's her private information no here's where she lives no, it don't work like that. So she needed to be immediately fired and and and, and imprisoned. <laughs> I it, I'm torn on this one because the villains in the movie I actually enjoyed. They weren't my favorite. Billy, uh, Billy's a wiener. Billy deserves to get his ass kicked. But he was doing his job, man. Like 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 when the Miz, I always bring up the Miz cuz he's a really good heel. When the Miz is just out there acting like a bitch in front of everybody, and everybody's like, boo, we hate you. And he's like, yeah, give me some more of that. And he finally gets his ass kicked in a match, and just his face, and he's all acting all bitch made. It makes you happy. Like, 
it just I'm sad that he was a kid if this was a grown man like still trying to get presents from Santa or some teenager like oh they could have did like it was his last gift he was gonna get from Santa and he got a lump of coal and he's like I'm killing him I'm gonna get him killed he probably would have died in this movie yeah absolutely Santa would have got his ass <laughs> but I, I thought it was hilarious so my least favorite character I'm going with the military dude but like I said these military folks these were they weren't ready for a fight honestly because they got jumped super quick and I was telling Katie everybody was like on the ground there wasn't anybody up top looking over the camp or nothing it was just all eye level so if Katie gets blasted like I don't know half a mile away I'm not gonna know <laughs> it's just like huh. hey, it's weird that no one talked on the radio for the next I don't know hour mm-hmm. like, like hey Katie you want to go to Arby's after this Katie Katie well, that's weird. I don't like that red alert, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, like I said, the movie wouldn't work the way it did if people were too jumpy. So well, let's do seven word synopsis. I only have one and I actually made a kind of a synopsis. I know it's weird, y'all. Salty ass kids get their just desserts. And yes, I'm calling Jonathan skinny man a child because like I get it. He was mad that Santa wasn't there to take his parents away, but he did not forgive him, and he was ready to swing. And so he he got he, he got his wish. He got to fight Santa Claus, got his ass beat. Katie, spoiled kid wants Santa assassinated over coal. Broke Santa makes military deal, gets hunted, <laughs> and get coal holds a forty year grudge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was salty. He was salty as fuck. Greg. Just one. Military industrial complex Kringle family kicks ass. <laughs> it makes me sad, but honestly, if Santa was a real thing, like he made toys and people knew that he made toys, I guess, or maybe they thought it was a company that just said they were Santa. At some point, he probably would be in cahoots with the military or just the government. That would absolutely happen because they just got to get their fingers in everything. So, unfortunately. <laughs> so, this film came out November 13th, 2020. So, what do you guys think the budget for Fat Man was, Katie? $10 million. Greg. I'm out. So, Katie, the budget was $20 million. I don't know where that money went because a lot of it was just snow. They were in Canada making this film. I don't know why it was twenty million. When all the, the, I mean, it's not even that many actors. Yeah, I guess. And then the military. Yeah, and just it's just a lot of money. The weapons. No, it went all the mail. It went all the mail. Yeah. So, what do you think the box office was, Katie? When did this come out? Uh, November thirteenth, twenty twenty. Three dollars. <laughs> One point <laughs> seven. Okay. Not one point seven dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so it, this one, twenty twenty is just like no, nothing happened. Nobody went anywhere. Everyone was locked up in their house. Like this is six months into the pandemic. No one was doing shit. So yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Unfortunately, this movie did not come out at the right time. So Saban, Saban, I think it's Saban. Saban Films, same people that Power Rangers. Yeah. Same people though. Yeah. 
Same people. They got distribution rights in September of 2020, and they released it select theaters. So it wasn't like a full release, and plus it was fucking COVID time. So they just wanted to get what they could. And they did a limited release in Australia because Mel Gibson is Australian as fuck. Which is so weird to think about. Yeah, he's crazy Australian. If you watch like Mad Max, that's his like real accent. accent, Or in one of Lethal Weapons, he like plays like he's Australian real quick. Like he says something real fast. I'm like, oh yeah, that's how you really talk. So like I said, it made tons of money on like apps and things like that. It was the third most rented film on Fandango Now, Spectrum, Apple TV, and Google Play. So people at home were like, yeah, I'll give it a watch. Santa Claus killing people? Like, yeah. But yeah, no one, not a lot enough people went to the theater to watch this. So fortunately, kind of dumb. <laughs> but that's what happens when COVID time happens and movies drop. So does anybody have anything else to say about Fat Man before we get out of here? It was really good. You should watch it. Yeah. So that has been our episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at Allentown Pod, on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at allentownpresents at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to episode 12 of our annual Christmas movie countdown. We will be back again tomorrow with another Christmas movie. Bye. See you guys. I'm telling you, man, look up John Quincy Adams and compare him to Seven. I'm telling you first i thought it was martin van buren but it's it's john quincy adams the the, 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 the tops are gotta be more laid down to be john quincy adams that's what it was <laughs>